Okay, we are back with another amazing episode of Talent Takeover Unfiltered. And this we are going to do is super women in recruiting. First of all, it's super women all together, right, Taylor? Right. Women in all industries, but obviously we're in recruiting, so we're going to stick to what we know. But yes, it's applicable to all women. Absolutely. Okay. So obviously don't forget to uh, stay tuned with the Broke to Boss tip with our very own Taylor. Hello. <laughs> hey, y'all. <laughs> had like two intros for you. Uh, so a, a little background on why we did this. And and actually, um, you know, of course, like we, we record a few episodes at a time, but this one's getting put right in the front. We're going to go back a little bit because, uh, well, our rights were taken away. So we've got a lot to say. Welcome to Talent Takeover Unfiltered. When it comes to working hard and keeping it real, we know our shit. Self-care, happiness, inner peace, and time. I'm Brianna Rooney, and this is Taylor Bradley. Hey, y'all. And we have thrived in chaos and turned it into an art form. So, Taylor, what are we doing here today? We're here to give you a raw, under-the-hood view of all things recruiting and finally give credit where credit is due to a long, underrated industry that's full of, quote-unquote, experts. All right. Well, then let's take this show to the road. Big facts. There's a lot to talk about. I know a lot of women are feeling this way right now. It's like, and and we're so fortunate to have this outlet to be able to come and just vent, shoot the shit and just bitch sometimes because sometimes you just need to get out and specifically to other women, you know, like it's, it's, mm. it hits different when you're talking to each other versus talking to a man. Although we do have, you know, I know spouses, partners, husbands, whoever that are very supportive with what's going on and how we're all feeling. Um, mm -hmm. It's just different when you talk to other women. It is. So that Friday that the the news came out, holy moly, was the link LinkedIn was just blowing up. Even people that don't really respond. It's not really a political, you know, platform. I mean, it's not really at all. And we just saw people's just hearts just come out. And what I really loved, I mean, it loved quite a few of them. And it was so true. But it was funny, this one guy posted and it was just basically like, listen up, men, especially you white middle aged men. This is not your time to speak. And I was like, oh, shit. Have a seat. <laughs> I, yeah, coming from Van, of course, it was like, you know, it was it was nice. But yeah, it was more of those have a seat. You do not know how we feel. You are not a woman. Right. And yet decisions were made that impact us and our bodies. And I just, like, I really just sit down and, like, I simplified it, obviously, in the way I just stated it. But really just think about that. Yeah. And think about uh, just the steps in time we've taken back for that to be removed and then what implications it has. And I was actually, I know what you're talking about on LinkedIn, uh, that it was blowing up with stories, articles, men commenting, men in support, right, of yeah. of women. It was it was actually really nice and endearing for me to see that. Because like you said, it's not a political platform, but this is just so unbelievable that I actually appreciated that people are stepping outside of their comfort zone and speaking up because this is just atrocious. Yeah, it's really sad, especially because, I mean, pre-COVID, we women were really starting to open more businesses. We were finally seeing more venture capitalist funding. And then it's like COVID hit and, oh, well, women have to get back in the, in the kitchen, back in the home. It was just kind of crazy. So we're definitely... Um, seeing all that crap and then i this just isn't it's not good timing i mean there is no good timing for this to happen but this was this was not great yeah i was um reading a really good article a uh, forbes article and it was talking about women and multitasking and so it said for many ambitious women the ability to master multitasking was supposed to be our path to success 
And the irony of that is, is that it actually made women feel more scattered, overworked, and underappreciated, all while getting passed over for promotions. So despite growing awareness that the multitasking superwoman is an elaborate, elaborate fabrication, duping women into doing more for less, it's not easy to escape the pull of shared cultural expectations. So Ooh, I'll leave it at that. Yeah. Yes. The expectation part. And it's like, do we put it on ourselves? Does society do it? It's probably both, but it's also learned, right? Everything we, we do is, is, is a learned reaction. Um, it's like seeing our parents, seeing our grandparents um, do all that. And that's, oh, that's so crazy. So I actually, um, I feel great that I'm able to multitask. And then you, of course you start reading all of these things like, like, like you're doing right now and seeing how long it actually takes your mind to reset to a new task. And it's like, I might have been able to be multitasking, but I still wasn't in my hundred percent mind, you know? So true. So true. And I think about that all the time because I'm like, I, I'm constantly, I'm really working on it, but I'm constantly not mentally present and where I'm supposed to be. I actually have this um, meme that I shared with somebody on our team that was like, I don't have one train of thought. I have four trains of thoughts. They're all crossing each other, going in mm -hmm. different directions and the commanders are screaming. You know, it's like, and that really is how I feel like my mind works. But um you know, I think it just creates this vicious cycle in women where we take on more, but we fall behind in the ways that count. So in our mental health, in our self-care, um, but we just feel like we have to keep on taking on more to prove ourselves. So these statistics showed that men are more likely to receive promotions based on the hypothetical work they'll do or business outcomes they'll achieve, whereas women are expected to produce in that role first mm -hmm. before receiving a promotion. So I thought that was really interesting. That I would love to know where all these reports come from. That is very interesting because really in, in theory, everyone should be doing the role that they're getting promoted for. So you can make sure that you're doing it correctly, right? You're not set up for right. failure. That's so interesting. That's a man versus woman thing. So uh, when I started Techies um, in 2009, I had a male business partner and he mm. was <laughs> he was convinced that because I was a woman, that's why I did better. That if so, I challenged him. I said, okay, because obviously LinkedIn, you know, LinkedIn's secure, but not like it was back then, right? It's just getting better now. But um, he, I was like, oh, go ahead, be a woman on LinkedIn, right? So he put this hot picture of some woman that he knew on LinkedIn, changed his name, did all that stuff, and did the same job that we do every single day. And then I'd be like, and I'll, I'll take your phone calls, right? So like we can keep up with this facade you say is is working. Um, it failed miserably. Yes, Yay. did he? I know, right? I was so I was, pissed. You have no idea how pissed I was. <laughs> I was like waiting to hear how this went. Like I was like, I might throw this bottle of sanitizer if you tell me he won. He no. did not win. He did not win because guess what? I he doesn't. You know, it that's still his own messaging. You know, you don't think like a woman. You'd also you're not able to move as quickly and nimble. Like there's just so many things I feel like, and I don't want to make this a, a battle against men and women, but it's like just give us the respect we deserve. And this is why I think women are really good in recruiting. It goes back to yes. we are just used to doing more, moving faster, complaining less. We're built for this shit is what yeah. you're saying. We are built, built for this shit. <laughs> yeah. No, I think about that. I mean, think about we're the ones that have babies, you know, like the pain tolerance there. I, I just think about things all the time and I'm like, you know, they say women are more emotional, whatever. Some can be, but I also look at that like, 
a good thing. I know being an empath in my world, I feel like it's a good thing. I feel like mm -hmm. being able to relate to people's feelings, especially in business. When you put your consumer hat on and say, how would this feel if somebody went through this or they experienced this or ran into this? You know, it's, you really have, you have to have the ability, or I feel like most women do, or, you know, it's whether learned or it's just ingrained in you to be able to wear multiple hats and think about things from different perspectives. Especially, I know you and I are like always thinking about our kids, like, Mm -hmm. Oh, you know, well, it will be like to see them excited. We were just talking about the 4th of July guys and what our plans were, but to see them, you know, we go, we lug all the shit. I've got a wagon, <laughs> 16 blankets, four coolers, you know, all these things and lawn chairs and all that stuff. And you had to park really far and walk <laughs> really far. I'm drenched in sweating and sweat, you know, like just walking down. We had to walk probably about a mile with yeah. all this shit. And then of course, on the way back, my kids weren't in the wagon. Yeah. But just to <laughs> now see, <they're> sleeping. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But to see how happy they were, you mm -hmm. know, that was like, it makes it all worth it, you know? And I just definitely think that's something like we're always thinking about what our kids need at all times, but then we're also really, really focused on work and business too, and trying to be successful there. And the article I read talked a lot about shifting, shifting from different mindsets when you multitask. And it, it, it said something that just kind of, I wrote it down. So it just would stick with me. I'm gonna put it on our sticky notes mm -hmm. and do what we do. But it says when multitasking pulls focus, it also erodes the ability to enter the deep thinking state of flow or the optimal state of mind at which we feel and perform our best. Add in distractions of modernity from Slack to email to the daycare group chat blowing up about your spirit day. And for many women, <laughs> the state of productive flow is elusive. And that gave me chills because I was like, that's so true. You know, you do have the, the abs blowing up on your phone with a message from the kids school. I mean, I know when my kids school calls, I'm like, what is it? What happened? You yeah. Know, your stomach drops. <laughs> exactly. And then, and then you're distracted on all these things you have to do for work or all the things that you have to do for your, your home life. And sometimes I'm just like, Ooh, why us? You know, why, why were we the chosen ones? Well, okay. You're bringing up a couple things. One, really quick statement. Um, and ex-husband, let me say that again. Uh, he used to tell me if I would, I could basically about having kids. If I could have been the one to do it, I would have like, you can't shut up. We're moving forward. Anyways. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, I think about, uh, decision fatigue. Yeah. I think that's a real thing. And I really think that it's primarily with, um, with women and obviously with, with mothers, but we think about how like we think about our kids. And um, what was interesting is on that Friday that it was announced that we have no rights, uh, I was going on a Vegas vacation with my mom. Mm -hmm. And I gotta tell you, it wasn't totally looking forward to it. Vegas just isn't my jam, it's her jam. And I'm like, oh God, um, she's such a gambler. I'm like, this is gonna be a long ass weekend. Well, all, all those things, right? I was super negative, which was not like me, but I think I was again, not present. And I was thinking more about the work I should be doing as opposed to going to Vegas with my mom. So it hit me. We had lots of deep, awesome conversations, by the way, I had a great time. And it hit me. Wow. Mom, moms are people <laughs> like, like, it, why is that? So like huge to say, yes, are you, I think you treat your mom as like, talk about unconditional love. They're like, I think the true beings that have unconditional love and I'm not knocking again, dads, because I, again, they're amazing. But I just think in general, 
moms are the ones who it's like, yeah, you could do almost anything in the entire universe. You could talk shit to them. You could be mean to them. You could ignore them. They're still going to call you. They're still going to care for you. They're still going to pray for you, all those things. And I had that moment with my mom where I felt bad. And I, for the most part, I have a really great relationship with my mom. I think we've had a couple of you know tips and turns and stuff, but I never thought to realize, wow, she is a person. She's juggling things. She's working. She is also a wife. She has other kids. You know, there's just so many things. And you, you, I think you get so selfish by how you treat your mom sometimes. And that made me sad, but it made me at, at the same time happy, like something I realized and something, okay, I, I, I get it. And I, and this is why I think we wanted to do this, the super women in recruiting in general. But anyways, that's my, that's my take. That's <laughs> but that's what's cool that that's a full circle moment that you had. And like, I mean, it's not like you're even a new mom and came to that realization, you know, it's been, which I, I think is a good thing, by the way, it took a, it was like a moment when you're in Vegas, probably dancing on top of tables, knowing y'all, <laughs> you know, but, and then you have this heart to heart and I'm, I'm totally kidding. But I really think that's a cool full circle moment to be able to be like, wow, I just really realized that despite all X, Y, and Z, you're, you're just trying to do your best. Mm -hmm. You're just a, a, you're not only a mom, but you're a woman, you're a wife, you work and you're just trying to do your best. And I think that, um, the ki kids expectations of us are very high. I think even as they become adults, like we're not like just exactly what you said, we're not really viewed as people almost. We're like yeah. these beings here to provide for them, to take care of them, to love them unconditionally because they know that we will. And so it's, it's interesting, the dynamics between, I'm finding, um, cause as you, I didn't have those with my mom, uh, due to the situation. I lost my mom pretty early. So I, I was raised by a man. So I feel like a lot of the stuff, like, I, I just don't have that unconditional love feeling that like, no matter what you do, I'll never not speak to you. And so, but I'm really mindful about, I don't want my kids to grow up too soon. Like I had to, mm -hmm. I want them to stay kids. I want them to want to come to me when they get hurt and want to be comforted by me. And I try to really soak up those moments and every time not be annoyed by them. But yeah, I mean, it is hard. I won't say that I won't have those moments where one's having an absolute meltdown. I'm trying to be on a, a work call after hours or something. And I'm just like, mm, and give him the finger in the eye. And, like, mm. and I'm, but then I'm like, I feel so you mind bad. The pointer finger. She was giving the pointer finger. Oh yeah. And <laughs> then the, the eyes. Finger. Everybody knows the eyes. Oh yeah, not the middle finger. It's that you hold your finger up and you give them the eyes when it's like, shouldn't be quiet. But I feel like I do that too too much here lately. If I'm gonna be honest, I'm like I'm, but I shouldn't be taking calls in the nope. evenings for work. It's 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 my own shit, you know. It's like like I said earlier, it's this vicious cycle that we put ourselves in. And so you know, at the end of the day, children aren't looking for perfect mothers, only moms who love them deeply and. I think, you know, that article talked a lot about identifying your mom language. And I was like, yes, mm -hmm. mom language. That's actually something I've talked to Cheryl about. Cause I was like, Cheryl, Cheryl's really our exec coach, by the way. Yes. And, um, <laughs> I thought we talked about her before. So oh, I thought maybe we'd intro her, but I was like, Cheryl, like I I'm very hard on myself and I wanted to hear from her how she kind of balanced everything because I was like, I don't want to get on the floor and play with pipe cleaners and like all that shit. Um, and I struggle with that, with the mom guilt of like, I need to be this crafty person that I'm just inherently not. And so she was like, no, you, you find the way to parent that works for you. And she gave me some examples. And then this article talked about your mom language. So I kind of equate what Cheryl and I, our conversation was, although she didn't phrase it that way, this article kind of did and outlined, identify your mom language, what it is that, you know, it's going to fill your cup up and fill your kids cup up and not make you feel depleted more like you're giving more 
yeah. pouring from an empty cup. This goes right into for sure work and recruiting because um, they even talk about having lingo at work. Mm -hmm. So, you know, when, when I was, um, when I had techies, you know, that was 12 years of lingo. So it was very like, you came in, we had like a whole doc of basically, Hey, here's like almost not acronyms, but really just here's yeah. like some, some words that aren't going to make sense to you outside of techies. Here you go. And we kind of came with a techies dictionary and here we are, you know, building talent perch and diversity. And we're still very young in this journey, but like we're realizing because people come from all different walks of life, we got them all, you know, we're remote first. And so uh, people do have different definitions of words and stuff like that. So we're just mm -hmm. starting to build that but that's super important and just even important in recruiting which i've noticed is you know we have a dedicated ta team like our recruiters right and then we have um the other side which is more of like in learning and development building product we have instructors you know and even just in the different you know little mini departments there's a lingo yeah. um, so that's super interesting and very relatable it's very relatable are we ready for our broke to boss tip let's do it all right, so the broke to boss tip is pretty simple this week, but I know it will resonate with a lot of the mothers out there and working women. But um, moms can always respond by reevaluating the expectations they place on themselves in the workplace and at home. Ooh. So I'm going to say that again yeah. reevaluate the expectations that you place on yourself in the workplace and at home. God, that's great. It is. When we think about work too, and I feel like this po this podcast could have been easy have been an hour, <laughs> easy <laughs> because we didn't even really get into the recruiting aspect. So thank you all, uh, listeners. Hope you appreciate this. This is just something we did off the cuff that we're like we have to we have to we have to talk about this. Um, but expectations in the workplace is so strong. But we even talk about that with candidate experience. You know, setting the candidate mm -hmm. up for success. But really, that goes through interviews that go through who, you know, um, who reports to you to it go levels up levels down. So expectations are huge. And honestly, we could even tangent into relationships as well. Oh yeah. You have, you have to set that tone. And, um, I think I learned that one the hard way, but, uh, now I've learned I've moved forward. <laughs> yeah. I think I'm still working on that one, but I think again, it, it just expectations of what, what's doable, what's going to help you tr achieve your career success and give your career momentum and as a mom and then say no to what isn't going to do that you, you know that's what this no. thing mm -hmm. you have to say no it talked about getting sucked up into the tasks that people don't want to do that are more behind the scenes the ones that no one gets credit for the ones that aren't sexy because they're not they're not in front of everybody's face and glamorous jobs but it's kind of like the cleanup crew clean up on aisle five mm -hmm. you know but moms do all of that and i really hate to say it but i feel like our in being a mom, you're used to having a thankless job. And so I feel yeah. like that translates over into the workplace and your expectations there is that we don't really require a lot of thanks or a lot of, you know, kudos and all of that stuff that you just, you move in silence because that's what you're used to doing and not really receiving a lot of credit for it. Mm -hmm. So I think, yeah, so we talked a lot about that in the workplace for women that will take on those tasks and we don't require much. We don't require thanks. We don't, some big, display and show of, hey, they nailed it or they fixed this or they cleaned this up. Doesn't mean we wouldn't appreciate it, but it's also just like our expectations have even, it, the workplace and the home, they're, they're just becoming the same or have been, I guess. That's really interesting. So let's, uh, we'll end on this note because I feel like another topic could be interesting about women um, leading other women. And does that fit? Because that uh, that that made me think about a couple a couple things. Because you're right, we we just need to get the job done. We don't care who does it. The job gets done. Yeah, 
Interesting. Yeah. Okay. I can't wait to hear what your thoughts are. <laughs> women. I'm actually really curious for this one. As we so have a, a women exec team. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, let's get the real shit real spit out. Let, what is this going to be about? No, I always get excited for that. Even if they're confrontational, I just like the transparency. I agree. And we can always learn from each other. That's that's the for bottom sure. line. So, all right. This this was awesome, you guys. Thank you so much for listening. Again, if you liked it, you enjoyed it, please pass it forward. And if you're listening to this on Apple, we would love those reviews because it helps. It inspires us. We just love being here. Yes, please, please, please. I say this every time, but please go give us a review or reach out to us if there's any specific content you liked or anything you want to hear from us. We would love to hear from you guys. So thanks for your time and thank you for listening all the way through. And we will see you all next week. You mean next Tuesday? Yeah, that's that's <laughs> on you to say that one. That's your thing. Next Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, y'all.